worry about it, man. You screw up every week. It's fine. <laughs> Love you, kid. Welcome to the Barto Jacket Breakdown Podcast. I am your host, Cole, and I am here with uh, my co-host, Last Dad, Jason, and mm. my other co-host, Wes. What's up? And we have a very special guest in the room tonight. Are you calling Wes? QB1. QB1's in the house. Welcome, Lynn. Hey, Lynn Johnson. Thank with you guys us. for having me. Well, first of all, let's go ahead and congratulate you, sir. Yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> thank you. Thank uh, I got to find the button. No, you're way late on that. You can't do it now. <laughs> but, uh... Go ahead and tell the listeners that are uh, listening across the nation what uh, school you signed with, sir. Florida Atlantic University. So Florida FAU. Atlantic. FAU. And where's that at? Boca Raton. How far is that from Central Florida or where we're at now here in Bartow? About two and a half. Two and a half hours. Okay, a little ways out. Have you been out there before? Like three times already. Okay, for visits and stuff? Yes, sir. Okay, cool. Awesome. So what was it about that school that stuck out with you and, and, and why you wanted to commit with the uh, the Owls, right? I was Ooh. just about to yeah. ask that. That's my first question. It's just like the whole like vibe, like when I got there, it's like insane because, I mean, there's palm trees everywhere. I mean, there's literally iguanas everywhere you go down there. It's just like the whole vibe. We're literally, I think, two miles away from the beach, um, just like how the coaches would treat you. And I've started talking to FAU for like over a year now now and – you know, they just fell in love with me, like, from the get-go. So, I just felt, you know, very well-treated and very wanted. So, that's always where I wanted to go is where I'm, you know, most wanted. So, Well, you were committed to a couple other schools. That's right. So, let's talk about that a little bit. And and, and that recruitment process, because we've had some lacrosse players up here from Bartow High School. Right. And, then, you know, it's a totally different thing with football and base, baseball, maybe a little different, but – um, definitely with football and basketball in the recruitment process. I'm sure your whole junior year, senior year, you got coaches contacting you nonstop, in season, out of season, and it's got a way on you as a player. So talk about that a little bit. Well, it's like after my junior year, like how well we did and me as an individual, I mean, I had several Division ones, you know, talking to me just every day, um, really about a month after the season ended and, you know, college football season ended as well. So, I mean, I was just thinking, like, man, like, which one of these schools are about to pull the trigger? And, you know, usually when one big offer comes, you know, that leads to several others. Um, that didn't happen for a while. And then there was the dead period going on where you couldn't, you know, go to camps or visits because of COVID. So, I mean, that lasted all the way until the summer. And I was finally able to go to some camps. And, like, man, I mean, I went everywhere just, like, the first two weeks of June, like, just insane. I finally got my first offer from uh, UT Martin. And then I decided to go on the visit there about a month later, and I committed, you know, just to kind of like, you know, solidify a spot, you know, in case I got injured, you know, through the season, you know, I'm, like I'm locked in. So right. makes sense. And then, you know, they called me. Uh, that's actually the week I was injured, uh, the GJ week. Mm-hmm. Uh, Against they, George Jenkins. Yeah. Right. Okay. They called me later that night, I think on a Wednesday, and they were like, hey, we're going to go on the portal, so we're pulling your offer. And I, I was just like committed 100% just into them. They just pulled it that night, and then I was just like, man, now it's like I have two weeks, maybe a playoff week, just to get more film out and, you know, try to get another offer. And then my trainer, he uh, knows this one guy from Moorhead State University. He was a Orlando native, so he has, like, 
great contact with him, and he reached out to me about a week after that happened, boom, offered. But they're a non-athletic scholarship uh, Mm -hmm. league, so everything's off academics. Your grades, the higher the grades, the more money you get. Hmm. So I was like two points off from like my test scores, but my GPA was perfect. So I was committed to them, you know, just – it was so late in the process and signing period, and I was trying to sign in December, but they ended up pulling it about a week before FAU came. So, oh, goodness. I know. It was just, like, insane. It's Stressful times. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm glad it all happened, though, because, I mean, I got to go to the school that I originally wanted to, you know, that recruited me first, and they were heavy on me. So, it all worked out pretty good. That's nice. Now, both of those schools were D1 schools yeah all of them were d1 so is that the the goal the whole time because i know you had to have plenty offers in you know division two schools mm-hmm. reaching out to you stuff like that was that the goal the whole time was to go d1 yeah of course but like if i didn't you know have any offers or opportunities to go and play then i mean of course i think i would have went junior college and and i just asked that because today with the portal and the transferring and you know it's, it's, it's you could go anywhere and make it really so, you know yeah. i just wanted to see if that was the goal the whole time was the d1 and that's awesome, man. So congratulations again. Thank you. Well so, deserving. Absolutely. So, so uh, Cole, I know you had a question. For um, you kind of stole my question um, before. But um, I was going to ask, um, where where do you think you see yourself in three years? That's a good question. I plan on taking over that program. Uh, not mm. necessarily like the first year. Uh, just, you know, because I'm getting like there in the summer and that's, you know, very late and so close to, you know, the season being – kicked off and um but I, about a year and you know you're in the weight room you're outside you know getting faster and you know bigger faster stronger mm-hmm. um I really plan on taking over and really fighting for a spot my second year there uh whether they redshirt me or not most likely as a walk-on I'm, I'm pretty sure they'll you know end up redshirting me um which I don't mind you know that's just a whole nother year of getting better but in three years I plan to be the starter there and you know just setting records and mm-hmm. you know as usual that's just my goal Mm-hmm. Are you excited? I mean, you got to be just tickled to death, man. Yeah, I am. I'm excited. On the, the, who's on the schedule? Of big games the first year that you maybe get to see the stadiums and. Oh, well, it's I've looked, you know, through my entire career that I plan on being there, and you know, the schedule for next season hasn't even fully came out, but they have some big games, and we have UCF at home. Okay, that's someone I've always wanted to play. You know, a lot of you know Polk players are playing uh, right. in that definitely. Game. So, um, my first game is going to be in Ohio, you know, just to travel that far. I've never even been up north, you know, to Ohio, so that's pretty cool. And then well, we there's a, not palm trees up there, I'll tell I you. I know. That. I bet that. <laughs> but uh, we have a big game at Purdue. Okay. Oh, they've and been then, on the rise lately. Yeah, they have. So, that's going to be tough. And then my second year, we play at Clemson. Oh, wow. Ooh. Yeah. Get to play in Death Valley. That's pretty cool. I mean, I don't care what team it is, like how bad you are, or if you're not near as good as Clemson. I don't care. I mean, just to be able to play in that stadium is right. pretty cool. And then I think my third year, if I'm not mistaken, we open up at Michigan. Oh, wow. Man. Yeah. So they that haven't was... released too many games, but those are some See, big I knew. Ones. I knew he, he's just a fan of the game. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I knew that he's already looked <laughs> to see what stadiums he can go to. Oh, yeah. And, Definitely. That's awesome, man. And to get to talk to you about that and see the joy and the smile that's on your face right now. Passionate Uh, about the game, without a doubt. Absolutely. So what is one thing, you know, me and Wes talk about it all the time. What is one thing that um, you feel after going through the process that could help kids in the future? 
get a little more shine in the area and not necessarily just Bartow, but the countywide. What is something that you think is it uh is it more seven on seven tournaments? Is it more uh camps like a Polk County camp? Like what ideas does Lynn Johnson have to for the next for Cole's generation coming up? Well it's like it depends because you could play Lyman and you can't play seven on seven. So right. it's like go to camps and, you know, see how fast you are. But those camps are really, really tough. Like you have to have the best numbers to, you know, stick out. Because, I mean, you're not really doing too much of like one-on-one. It's, you know, combine drills, most of them that I've been to. Um, but you can go to college camps and that's different, you know, from like rivals or like the two, four, seven sports um, where you can, you know, get a little bit more hands-on and, you know, do one-on-ones and basic drills right in front of coaches. But uh, if you're, like, you know, wide receiver or quarterback, I think seven-on-seven seven is probably the best um, just because, I mean, you get so many reps. But you have to take them, like, serious because, like, I didn't really like seven-on-seven seven too much because, I mean, I would catch myself being lazy in my drop and the timing's off and you're just – you're sitting back there and you don't have any pressure. You know, I mean, that's a, a big difference, you know, in padding up and having five, six guys coming at you every play. But um, I think – the exposure through seven-on-seven seven is really insane. Um, just playing a little bit last year, I've seen some guys take off, like Cormani McLean. He had, you know, barely any offers when I played with him, and then, you know, a week out there, boom, they really started coming in, and now look at them. Yeah, yeah. Saban and Napier, <laughs> I think, in the same, same day. day. They were just at the school last week. Yeah, That's insane. Insane. Unreal. Well, we, we hope that, uh, you know, Polk County football has got so much talent. Yeah, so Without much talent doubt. in the county. It's a hotbed. And, uh, you know, I just look at this Bartow team and, you know, yourself, Randolph, who I hope to get on the show maybe next week or the week after to talk about his signing. And, and who was the other that um, – well, I'm drawing Amari on Baker. Did Bake sign? Did He did. He did. Uh, what about number three? Jordy. 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 He, he signed high. with Where the team he? in Colorado, I think. Western Carolina. Western he was Carolina. thinking Colorado, but their Division One. He they really love him. Like they he, came down three times to visit him okay. in the past month, which is insane. Western Carolina. I'd like to get all okay. these guys on that assignment and just give them some media exposure and and wish them well and you know stay in touch with them because. We'd love to have stayed in touch with the guys last year, but we don't know much about how their co- first year of college went and right. uh, the Dathan Davises of the world. So we want to make sure we stay with you guys. And uh, But, yeah, like Randolph, like that, he's just a prime example. Like that kid, to me, is, is it, he's going to be somebody I, I just watch. That I, if he put now, it's up to him. Of course. They, you don't just get handed to you. Right. But if he puts in the work, and he puts in the work in the weight room with a college weight training staff, and and he does what's needed to do. You know, that's a kid that you'll be looking at. He'll be playing D one. Oh yeah, Thought for sure. But uh, I, I just wish that there was something more that these kids would get a little more exposure. And I just don't know what it, what it is. You know, you got the Pokeways of the world and doing his thing and and trying. But that's just one. That's just like us doing a podcast. Mm-hmm. Right. We're not. Yeah, Pokeway's doing his thing and and trying to bring light to you guys, but we're, we're not two four seven or twenty four seven, whatever you call it, sports yeah. and some of these other. We're not max preps, right? We don't have individuals in every 
state of the United States of America, right? Just watching these kids from like a national level. We were here in Polk County specifically for the last two years, been covering Bartow. This last year we dipped in to a couple more games, uh, the Lake Gibson, the Lake Gibson, or Lake Gibson, the Lakeland, Tampa Techs, et cetera, um, and got to know those programs a little more. But Yeah, and, and that's something, Lynn, that we're, we're thinking about as a show is do we continue to do this just on the Bartow base? Do we open this up? of more of a Polk County high school football podcast, uh, similar to what Polk Hoops is doing with basketball? Or do we just focus our attention on other stuff and not do it anymore? Because, honestly, the the Booster Club has been great as far as what I've asked for, you know, and, and helping out and getting us seats and, and, you know, doing their part. But then getting – yeah, I played for Coach Tate. I ain't got an interview. I ain't got nothing from him. Hey, man, hey, Mags, here's a deal with the team this year. We look this way. Mm-hmm. I ain't getting nothing. So, and I can understand not wanting to be involved with the media and send one of the other coaches over. Like, I, I would have just thought there'd be a little more with, with the program, and there's not, there hasn't been. And not saying that if we opened it up to Polk County that we would get invited to Lake Wales High School and interviews with those coaches. Right. But there's more to talk about. Right. On a Polk County, you know, even if we're just going off the paper and, and, and you know, the different websites that we can find information on, there's more to give the listeners because we do have listeners across the country and across the globe that are mm-hmm. tuning in to hear about Bartow football to the point where if we don't report something, they'll text and email and say, hey, what, why ain't y'all do a show? And it's like, happened. You know, so, you know, it, it's something that we're battling with, <clears throat> trying to figure out for ourselves. And um, I see on social media, Wes does the Twitter. I do Facebook. And uh, a lot of guys leaving the program, too. So I just wonder what's going on in the state of football at Bartow High School with all these players leaving one player put, I'm not going to say a name, but put it on, which I thought maybe it was college coaches, but but maybe now it was high school coaches. It's almost like the transfer portal in high right. school now. It's, it's it, insane. It's mind-boggling to me <laughs> because I come from the era of, you know, you play for your school, you have pride. You came in as a freshman. Now, you're not from Bartow, but you came in as a freshman. You stayed your four years. Um, could you imagine – transferring out in the middle no no not really i mean it just i feel like it throws so many things off especially in my position yeah. you know learning everything and just even just the connection with the guys that you're around you know i just grew with you know all my guys you know like tylen i've seen him since you know ninth grade and you know now we're you know signing our letter of intent yesterday so i mean we really just grew and we played you know better together um i think as y'all seen so i mean i just I had thoughts of it, you know, just by I think we lost so many seniors last year and, you know, recruiting wasn't, you know, picking up as I thought it would, but it turned out to be okay. And if you're a playmaker, then, you know, they'll find you. So Definitely. So what do you think the the reason for all the transferring is? Is it for the bigger eyes, bigger I, eyes on the program and going to a different program to get more looks? I mean, I would say so. I mean, we've had a lot of schools, you know, come in, but they haven't spoke to any of our kids. So, I mean, we've had, like, Florida State and, you know, FAU was there, FIU. I mean, your big schools, you know, locally, um, they've came in and, 
but they just haven't talked to our kids. So I don't know why you would, you know, go to a school and not talk to them. I mean, I guess you can maybe speak to, you know, like counselors and, you know, check up on you know, their schoolwork and, you know, how they're doing, you know, off the field. But um, I think a lot of kids just see everything on social media and like these four and five stars just blowing up. But it's like, they, they didn't go into high school as a four and five star. You had to, you know, work for that. You know, yeah. I think offers, you know, I got my first division one offer and boom, I was a two star. So, I mean, I don't really think it's how well you play sometimes. I think sometimes it's just the offers that you have. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, like Freddie Stevenson, he posted earlier today, you know, he thought about transferring, you know, in his high school career, but he stuck it out. And, you know, there's a picture of him holding up a ESPN mic. So, I mean, obviously that was on ESPN and, he signed with Florida State and had a great career. So it's yeah. like no matter how bad you are, I mean, I was on an O and ten team and five and five, two five and five teams, and you know signed Division One, and so did Jordy, and we had a Division Two yesterday and a couple other guys. So I mean, you can do it. Yeah. It uh, on social media, I saw where the Bartow coaches were telling kids they're not D one athletes. Now I don't know nothing that I see on social media is, is a true statement. However, what you just said, Florida State, schools are coming in but not talking to our kids. I could see where that question maybe was asked and that response may have been given. Now, there's two sides of that. One, you know, I have to be with with Cole sometimes is, you know, with soccer in the past, okay, you're not there yet. You're not, but that doesn't mean you can't get there. Now, I can see why the te- why the teams come. Teams are coming for relationships. Mm-hmm. They're coming for the next Lynn Johnson that's coming down the pike or, right. or or a freshman that's there that maybe they're not ready to talk to. But, yeah, look, I'm here. Right. You've seen me. Right. So that's why they're doing that. Um, I don't have a problem with a coach telling a kid, hey, you're not D1 level because maybe that kid's got a piss-poor work ethic. Right. And he's terrible in the classroom, and you're not a D1 athlete. Certainly. Now, if that's the case, sorry, that is a job of a coach. But if a coach is saying it and deflating a kid who's giving it everything, but then saying, well, you're not good enough, uh, I don't know about that. But yeah, It's a slippery slope. You know, yeah, I, I read all the comments. It was very interesting to me to see the comments that we're, we're putting out on both sides. We don't know the truth, of course. But, um, you know, I'm not going to bash the coaches. I, we have been critical on this podcast or some things. One of the things I couldn't stand was that we, we couldn't figure out a way to let you know the play without running over to the sideline every, every freaking play. Like, so, I mean, I, we've been critical and I'll be critical of the coaching, but I do remember not winning a game either. Right. You know, just a couple of years ago and turning it around. There's things that, that me and Wes talk about that we like to see. We'd like to see a little more technology involved yeah. on the sidelines. Right. Um, Things like to that nature, but <clears throat> I'm not going to bash the coaching staff. What like I've seen other people saying, well, it's time for them to go and stuff like that. Slow down with that, unless y'all got a legitimate reason, mm-hmm. and then we can discuss it up here and come up here. You know, reach out to me if you guys listen and reach out to me. You can come up on the podcast and discuss it with us. But you know, Wes, what, what what do you got to say? You've been quiet so far. I mean, you? I've I've been. Taking in everything you've you've been saying, and I, I kind of agree with it all. Um, thinking back to what we mentioned as far as technology goes and the involvement in the game, right? It's been something that's been ever growing for uh, as long as I can remember now. 
Um, and you got the Lake Gibsons and Lakelands who who have the TV on the sideline with the tent, the whole nine yards. You got when we took a trip out to good old Vero Beach, right? Um, that was that was a little trip. Um, even they had it going on. So I'm thinking now, like maybe maybe it's just funding from the school. And I'm sure if, if coaches are listening or if they do listen, nonetheless. Maybe that's what they're they're saying right now as we're speaking, right? They're like, well, the school, I want this, but the school ain't giving me money. Well, no, at that point, I feel like you, you might have to take some initiative if you really have passion for the game and organize fundraisers, right? Go sell you some bags of Skittles, chocolate, have a, a team car wash, do, do something. Organize something for your team if you're not if you can't receive that. And I know that's much more on a, a higher scale obviously, like you're dealing with a lot more and so on and so forth. But but it can happen, right? Cuz it we've seen it happen before from the time you were in high school, the time I was in high school, Cole about to be in high school and Lynn as well who's about to move on from high school. Nonetheless, like we've seen things like that happen. It can be done. Yeah. I I think to answer on that, I don't think it's a money thing with with our coaching staff, I think it's just a mentality thing. It's an old school mentality, and because uh, every school can afford headsets, you can put somebody up in the box, you know, you know. But if you don't want to do that, right. that's one. Now I'm not saying that's going to win you two extra games a year. Yeah, of course. I'm, and and sometimes I've seen teams with the tent and the TV over there, but I never seen them over there looking at nothing. You know, so uh, I haven't seen the iPads out yet or the the Surface Pros right. like they have in the NFL, but it's coming. Right. And you got to be ready for it as a, as a program. And, you know, we don't know. We're in the transfer portal. We don't know what we're doing in the future. But if you want to, you know, the Athletic Booster Club and doing the Legacy Next campaign and all these things that they're trying to do for the program, which is great. You got to stay up with the times when it comes to technology because the kids care about that stuff. Oh, definitely. And when Max Preps isn't updated right away and all this stuff, you know, these are the things that are will make a kid stay or go or come come to the school. Mm -hmm. So it's really turning into kind of like college high school football is turning into college football. Yeah, definitely. College football is turning into pro football. Seems that way, right? So I agree. Just more advanced now. Speaking of pro football, got a big game coming up. Joe Man. Joe as I learned. Shiesty. Is that Shiesty. what you are labeling him as? Joe Shiesty. Sounds like Joe we got a Ram supporter. Burrow and Matthew Stafford. Wait, can we talk about Matthew Stafford for a second? I know you don't like Matthew Stafford. It's not that I don't like him. I just don't believe in him. <laughs> Go ahead, Cole. Matthew well, Stafford is a great player. I know that you think otherwise, but... I didn't say he's not a great player. He's way better than Trent Dilfer. Who? <laughs> Trent Dilfer. Trent Dilfer, Brad Johnson. He, it, Pass your time, Cole. Yeah. Uh, he's oh. a, he's way better than a lot of NFL quarterbacks. I just – I haven't seen him win on the big stage yet. And if he Because he's it, never been there. He's uh, He's been on the Lions. Yeah, but no, he had one of the best – he had Megatron. Don't give me – he was on the Lions. He was in the playoffs, <laughs> but they lost. Yeah, I mean, he had a great receiver. You well, know about having a great receiver. He's, but he, he's here he, now. I mean, if you got a great receiver, now he's got another great receiver. Can you oh, imagine throwing the Cooper Cup? <laughs> I wish. <laughs> imagine. And if Robert Robert Woods didn't get injured, they would have Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, OBJ. Van Jefferson, Higby, mm-hmm. so on and so forth. Yeah. And nonetheless, it's still a high-powered offense without some of those guys. So um, who, who we like in the, in the Super Bowl? Who we like and who you're rooting for? 
So I'm going to give the generic answer that I've heard from most people, and I agree with it, okay? I'm rooting for the Bengals on one side, and on the other side, I'm rooting for Aaron Donald, OBJ, and Matthew Stafford, okay? None of those guys got a ring. I think they're all well-deserving of one. Matthew Stafford, given what, God bless his soul, what he went through in Detroit. Aaron Donald, four-time defensive MVP. I think he deserves one, and that would solidify his legacy, I would say. And then OBJ, through through all the times that he's been through, and more than less, all the criticism he's received, and especially his his adventure, call it as you wish, with, uh, with Cleveland and how that worked out. It didn't really work out, right? And, and the, again, the more criticism he received there, and, and uh, he also dealt with some injuries, to my knowledge, over there. Uh, unfortunately, Baker Mayfield just couldn't connect with him, uh, as he could with Jarvis Landry a little more, say. And now he's with Matthew Stafford playing the best ball almost of his career, obviously besides his early years with, with Eli Manning there in New York. But um, those those uh, the Rams all in all, eh, could care less, but those particular players that's kind of what I'm rooting for here so in other words if either team wins I'm going to be happy just for the Bengals it'd be the whole team more so Jerry uh, Joe Burrow obviously right uh, his story has been unbelievable and I, I imagine what Lynn's thinking especially as him playing quarterback but uh, yeah nonetheless that's that's my two cents there Lynn my thoughts on the game I'm I think the Rams have to be the favorite I think they're the most complete team you know, remaining, uh, especially that defensive line. I really think it's, you know, with the Bengals being such a second-half team, as we've seen, you know, so many times, especially against the Chiefs in both matchups, uh, I think they will get down early. Uh, and I think that defensive line for the Rams is, you know, just going to eat up, you know, very, very early, especially with the offensive line that the Bengals have. Yeah. It's just pitiful. I mean, it's it's bad. And they have Michael Jordan on the line, so. <laughs> so, but, I mean – there's been times where you can see the Rams, you know, be unstoppable, but they can also stall out very quick. You yes. know, put the Niners in front of them. They're not putting up 40. I don't care how, you know, good they are. They will not put up 40 against the Niners. Um, it's just, I think it's a great matchup, you know, two quarterbacks that obviously they've never been there. And, you know, Matthew Stafford, I love him. I mean, I've always supported him. I've always thought he was, you know, great and has a cannon. And Joe Burrow, you know, going to Ohio State and saying, like, you know, having coaches tell him that you're not good enough to play here. Yeah. Transfer. It took him a year to rebuild at LSU, won a natty, a Heisman. First overall pick, tears his ACL, and now he's playing for a Super Bowl in his second year. That's just – that's insane to me. So, I mean, I would love the Bengals to win for Joe Burrow and, you know, Jamar Chase, but I'm not, you know, going to throw a fit if Matthew Stafford and, you know, the other players like I you would. said – yeah. It's, it's a win-win. I mean, yeah. it's, it's not Patrick Mahomes. I'm this is the here, only so. good thing about your own team that you support not being in the Super Bowl. <laughs> Lynn, I'm sorry. It might be a while before you guys are there. 30 uh, years. We'll see with the Seahawks. Buccaneers, you oh, yeah, guys. We're getting Aaron Rodgers. Man, uh, you got. I don't know. It might be a while. You might get Lynn before too long. I don't know who's going to – none of those guys will be there anymore, but might get Lynn. I don't know. We'll see. What you think? Did, did uh, the Jaguar sign Leftwich – Officially, yeah, they did. Officially? Did they? I don't know if they made it. No, they haven't. Not yet. I know they did. Because he's asking because he don't want – he wants some control. Yeah. Because he knows what an idiot the general manager is. Yeah, that's <laughs> the only issue is the general manager. No one wants to go and coach there right now. God, that's unfortunate. Man. So, Cole, 
Kind of the same thing as everybody else. Yeah, I I really do not like the Rams, but I like the players that you mentioned on the Rams, plus Cooper Cup. Yeah, that's another good name. After Cooper Cup killed the Bucks, I don't know about that. <laughs> what do y'all think about the coaching though? Like both I'm, head coaches are so young, you know, Sean McVay and then Sean McVay's a beast. Zach yeah. Taylor. He's unreal. Both of them are really unreal. Yeah. It's it's kind of a, a cool time to be alive, right? With with the transition, I don't think I got to mention it, but I will. Some of the names we've seen leave at the quarterback position, like all Hall of Famers, you got Big Ben, Tom Brady, Drew Brees, a couple guys, Philip Rivers, leaving these last one or two years and here before too long. It'll be uh, Aaron Rodgers, who's kind of the last guy of that era who will be exiting. And then now you got Stafford, who's coming slowly but surely towards the end of his career. But then you got Joey uh, Joey B, you got uh, Patrick Mahomes, you got uh, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, and then like Lynn just mentioned, these these younger new coaches, the Matt Lafleur, Sean McVay, Zach Taylor, uh, Leftwich soon maybe if if he signs a deal. Uh, I know Josh McDaniels, uh, the OC of the Pats, signed with the Raiders and Derek Carr. I did see that. I mean, I I think that's a fantastic signing. I know teams have been trying to sign him for a while, and I don't blame him for not wanting to leave the Pats organization certainly. But this era, it's it's a new era, it feels like, and it's it's going to be awesome. It's going to be interesting. Let's ask QB1 a question. You play a couple of games ago in a playoff game against the Titans, and you get sacked seven, eight, nine times in the game. And now you're going up against arguably the best D-line in football, probably the best defensive player in football. What, what's your mentality going into it? What do you got to do? I mean, you can't make – you're not going to change offensive line in <laughs> two weeks. So w- w- what are you thinking here? Well, I mean, there has to be one little, you know, thought in the back of his mind, you know, going up against this front that he's about to face and just thinking, like, man, I'm going to have pressure. I mean, he's had pressure against, you know, one some of the worst defenses in the league. So imagine, you know, going up against Vaughn Miller and – Aaron Donald, and what's the other guy on the end? There's a – God, I mean, he's he's really good too. I know another defensive tackle, but not another edge rusher. I mean, they're just – overall, they're stacked. Like, like they're stacked. Yeah. There's nothing you can do about it. I mean, they're going to get a couple sacks. There's just depends on how many, and, you know, if they're really feeling it the, that night. or The Bengals' you know, D-line is really good too. They are too. Trey I mean, Hendrickson, he's, he's – Yeah, he's been fantastic after leaving the Saints. Right. So, I mean, he's been <clears> calm, you know, through all the pressure. I mean – who gets sacked eight times a game and, you know, still is able to, you know, drive down the field when you can, when you really need to with a playoff win, you know, to advance to the title game. So, um, I mean, I think he'll handle it like every other game. I really don't think the pressure of it being the Super Bowl will phase Joe Burrow at all. Definitely. Can't see it. It's not going to phase the kicker either. Kicker's no. a beast. <laughs> you heard what he Evan told. Evan McPherson? Yeah. Man, he's, he is filthy. He's a gator that's, too. I, I know. That's he's, why. he's a he's a, man. Evan McPherson. That's the. I don't. I don't want to say it, but I'm gonna say it anyways. It, it could be the next Justin Tucker. We'll I see. think he'll be better. I I talked to my what? dad. I think he'll be better. I'm not gonna pull that trigger. Ju- I'm calling it now just so I look like a genius. You know, twenty years <laughs> later, <laughs> he'll be better. Hey, y'all remember that quarterback at FAU? Yeah, he said this. Yeah. No. Um. I mean, Tucker. You, but, best kicker in NFL history, some would say. And then this year he pulls off another one and hits a, what was it, 65, 60-something yard field goal to win in like OT. That was absurd. It was against the Lions, though. Insane. But McPherson has certainly, he already has quite the resume. It's still his rookie year, right? Absolutely. I mean, the dude's playing in the Super Bowl along with Joey B, who's not quite in his rookie year, but his first full year playing. 
So, I mean, just a lot of amazing stories here, honestly. I think I don't think there's uh, a doubt that Joe Burrow is going to win Comeback Player of the Year. Oh, no. Um, I think that, that's common sense. Yeah. <laughs> At yeah. this point, certainly. You guys are a lot younger than me, but I don't remember seeing playoff NFL football games the way they just were. I mean, I just hope that we have a Super Bowl that emulates what we've seen this playoff season because it's a storybook for the NFL. Definitely. And now there's a lot of better storylines with teams that could have been in there. But now with Joe Shiesty coming up and, and Stafford, either one of them winning – you know, Super Bowl is going to be big. So definitely, Lynn, you got anything else you want to? Any thanks or anything you want to say or talk about before we get out of here? Thank you guys for having me on. You're Very always excited. welcome here, friends of the show. So uh, we'll have to. Anytime you're in town and you want to come back and kick it with us, no matter what we're doing, if we're talking just sports, um, Polk County football. What, what do you think we should do? You got any uh, recommendations for? Us? I mean, I would say. Try to go around the county and cover other teams as well. I mean, just because, say, if Bartow were to have, you know, a, a rough year this year, I mean, not a lot of people are going to, you know, want to hear about, you know, a loss here and there. They want to hear about some of the, the powerhouses, you know, like the Lakelands, the Lake Gibsons, the Lake Wales, you know, um, some big games. And, you know, those other teams, you know, with their them being, you know, classified different, you know, like 6A, 5A, they get to go play other teams that – we can't cover because, I mean, we're 7A. Right. Um, so, like, the Tampa Bay Techs, you won't see those against, you know, the Lake Wales. You'll go see some, you know, um, God, the Ocala teams. You know, they played Vanguard. Um, I know the quarterback, uh, he actually just signed yesterday. I trained with him. So, they talked about Lake Wales because he played them the week after we did. And, I um, remember that. Yeah, so that was a great playoff matchup. So, um, I think it's just it's more exposure. You know, the fan bases, I mean – Think about Lakeland, how many fans y'all could probably, you know, attract. They travel very well. I mean, I heard – I went to this game. This is actually pretty funny. I went to the Lake Wales – not the Lake Wales. Lakeland and – man, who did they play? Apopka. The Lake Wales – Lakeland and Apopka game. And there was this lady behind me, and she was just insane the entire game. (laughs) On defense, she has this bell and everything. It was insane. And then Lakeland travels – to our house and I hear that lady when I'm on the field mm. and I spot her right away. Cause she's always at the top. That's where she was. I'm like, okay, let me find her real quick. There she was. I mean, they just travel very well. They're the most loyal fans in Polk County. That made me think of that guy at Vero beach that we were sitting next to. Oh, air horn. Oh, the air horn. God, don't <laughs> remind me. Oh my God. It was like the only open seats and we had to sit next to him. Nah, we didn't, we didn't that whole bench long. was I, open. I was going to go to jail. Oh, I had to move. That God. wasn't like the most, College experience, high school game I've ever played right? in that, against Vero Beach. Atmosphere, yeah. it was crazy. I mean, yeah. I was expecting fireworks every touchdown. I mean, yeah. it's just it was insane. And then, dude, I I won't forget this for a very long time. That momentum that you guys got on when everything seemed out of it, and you were like, "Yeah, we're yeah, this ain't this is not looking good." I mean, it wasn't. Mm-hmm. And then momentum, and then you guys score two, three times. And making miraculous plays on both sides of the ball and special teams. I think Jordy took one to the house or mm-hmm. almost. It was like, yeah. it's happening. It's happening. You can see the fans. We're getting into it. And we're like, holy crap. The guys on the sidelines are, are waving for, a for us to get loud. Oh, and yeah. unfortunately, the momentum did cease, right? And, and well, those things happen. How, but, did, how did they end up doing? Do you know? Bureau B, I think. They made the playoffs, of course. Oh, I, not, they went, I think they were one away from state. Yeah. 
They they were really really. They good. had the, one of the best high school offenses I've seen. Oh, I mean, it was a college offense. That yeah. oh that O line, huge. I mean, he sat there. He could sit back there and read a whole book if he wanted. So you're to. sitting over there as QB one of bar two, and you're looking at it. You're going, well, damn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, damn. So different. <laughs> so different. I mean, you look at our our guys. I mean, they fought and they're like crazy. And you know, I feel like they gave me a, a decent amount of time this year and. You know, I made, you know, my bad plays and some good plays, but it's like, man, some of these other, you know, linemen are just huge. I mean, they're the next level. And I go and play against Lakeland, and I see this one kid turn around. He has Oklahoma towel on his back. I'm like, oh, God, God. (laughs) (laughs) Man, this guy is – he's serious. And they didn't even have the their five-star defensive end, Gabriel Dindy. Dindy, yeah. So I'm like, imagine him. They had a four-star on the other end. He's at UCF. It's like, man, it's just – some of these guys around here, I really just think it's Florida in general. It's just the talent is outrageous. So if we decide to go Polk County, Lynn's going to be the reason why. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we'll tell Well, them. thank you for coming in, sir. We appreciate you. Uh, good luck to you, and we'll be following and rooting you along your whole career for sure. Sir, thank you, guys. As I, as I texted Lynn, I said, I'm rooting for you all the way until you play Alabama. <laughs> well, yeah. <I> mean, <laughs> How about them dogs, baby? <laughs> oh. oh, dogs? Who? I mean. All right. Well, everybody, thank you for listening. Thank you to our sponsor, Holiday Inn Express. We appreciate you. If you're coming into town, make sure you stay at the Holiday Inn Express in Lakeland and Bartow. Peace. Peace.